What's up, guys? We are back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, where we talk real life, real experiences, and occasionally real estate. Might have to bring up some real estate today. It's been a while. Yeah, I think we could talk some real estate today at some point. Well, we're going to start this off. First off with a shout out, Cafe on the Bay, Tammy. What's up? We all got them. Tammy, Chris, Tyler, Nate. I'm probably missing somebody now. Appreciate you. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. The whole crew. Cafe on the Bay. The whole crew are there on Cafe on the Bay. Uh, keeping us rocking. It's a holiday weekend. Yeah, we're at uh, Memorial Day, Friday Memorial Day, and we're going to start just by firing some shots right off the bat because <laughs> we missed something when we had our buddy Remo in here. Oh boy! So Steve, why don't you introduce yourself, and then you can just share a little bit about the, the state run that we had. Yeah, so uh, I'm Stephen McClay. They brought me on here to kind of talk about a variety of topics, and uh, I own my own business, uh, remodeling kitchens, baths, decks, whatever I'm interested uh, in. That time when people reach out to me, yes, sir. Uh, Man, I'm a husband. I got a son now, nine month old. Father, yeah, yeah. I got a lot going on. I mean, just like That's everybody awesome. else. So, uh, oh, oh, we got to talk about Remo. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> first time on a podcast. But uh, Remo conveniently left out that we routed Elkton um, on our way to a state championship run. We lost the game by one, but we were in the final game. That's right. Big learning experience, just in life in general. I mean, we were a terrible baseball team. We didn't score. I think we went 28 innings. I think that's what it was. There's an article. Early we went 28 on, scoreless innings to start the season. Was and it then to we start the up, season? That's yeah, we sucked. We were terrible. We lost like five wow. straight games. Harvard Tech yeah. smoked us. And then we went on a run, like just yeah. a magical run. And uh, That's well, kind of, I think, that bonded us for life. Yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. That was so much fun. So, yeah, if you guys... Yeah, we, we love you, Remo, but, but <laughs> next time, give all the facts. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all. that's all. So, um, we all met, too. Like, we've been friends a long time. I mean, Little League, dude. We all played, yeah. like, since we were very young. Um, uh, yeah. I remember you from, from as far back as memory goes. I know both of you guys. You yeah. Know, it was yeah a, but, but the one caveat was that you went to <sighs> Chesapeake City Elementary. I had a weird, weird. I mean, lived know, in Yeah, that like, we were kids, like, so I couldn't comprehend that. Like, yeah. why is this guy not going to our school? Yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I did not go to the elementary school that was five minutes down the road. We I went no to uh, the one that was fifteen minutes down the road. Uh, my grandmother was a secretary there. I don't know how it all worked out, but That's I sweet, went though. to a different school. So uh, <laughs> it was cool though because we all come together. You know, we live yeah. in a unique spot oh, where so the, cool. the the elementary schools lead to a middle school and then the middle school leads to high school so i was kind of exposed to different groups of people that were getting introduced to each other oh, later yeah. in life yeah but at an early point in life you so knew my buddy from, charlie probably a lot earlier than we did oh charlie was my best friend guy, yeah, right? yeah oh yeah charlie charlie and i go back to four or five years old like crazy, crazy stuff there's pictures of us i mean you wouldn't even recognize us unless you, and you know and who so you was. were you were in jeffy city little league too oh yeah he played oh for, yeah, he played yeah, yeah. We, had to, we had to play against you guys you got i mean yeah. come on Maze talked I, about I it you knew that. we were enemies within you know early on in life That's we had to crazy. play against each other yeah because you, you played for the ica and the ica one, was like light blue right oh yeah, yeah. yeah. we had and the one team that i got the mr bellis yeah and the one team that i considered to be the green team you played on the green team at some point. Oh, because yeah, I was always we were like the Gators, that. man. We had a stuffed <laughs> gator. We had a stuffed gator. We would put on the dugout. God, what was it? Who sponsored that? Might have been Brantwood. That was okay. it, Brantwood. Yeah, it was like a, a, a like a like a a very green green. You know yeah, what I mean? That like, might have been Brantwood. Uh, Brantwood Deli. Deli. Yeah, Brantwood yeah, Deli. Remember was. County Bank back yeah, in the H and B Plumbing? Yeah, all the local spots, right? Yeah, yeah. BFW had a. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, son to play for VFW. Derek Cream always was a sponsor. Derek Cream, they were red team. Yeah. Definitely a unique place to grow up. Uh, I know cool. you guys talk about it a lot just being from a small town, and uh, there's a lot of small towns, and uh, it's cool to be from one. But there's definitely a one of the we're on every list of top ten small towns to visit in yeah. Maryland. You it know? seems like <laughs> we really are. Yeah, it's I think on like the East Coast. Right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I definitely think so. It's so cool now too. You'll see in a couple years when your kid starts playing. T-ball, Little League. Yeah. Um, now I go to the field and I see literally coaches on other teams, um, people just walking around the park. All these people I haven't seen in like 15 years all oh, have yeah. kids and we're all over there at the ball field yeah, now. it's a whole new cycle of life. It's wild. I've only been over there like a couple times, like recently. And like you said, like everywhere you turn around, it's like, I haven't seen that person forever. It's pretty cool. It is really cool. It's pretty cool. So our kids now, like I have, uh, so I coach T-ball okay. Carter Carter's team. Um, right here in Chesapeake? Yeah. Okay. Do yep. they still have the same set? Like, is there Chesapeake, Cecilton? Like, is that still Cecilton's happening? Cecilton's not a thing anymore, so everyone just plays out of Chesapeake City. I got you. Wow. But, yeah, um, 
like Casey Gibson, his uh, yeah. daughter's on my team. He coaches with me. That's and then um, Graf's got a kid in the league. Yeah. Tyler, Joe Graf, but he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I, I swear, every team has someone that I'm like, I haven't seen the since next, high school. The next generation. Yeah, it's so and, cool, and you man. you see their kids and you probably think uh, – uh, you know, are they going to be like the parents? And it takes you back. You know, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is he going to be a catcher? Or he's not playing yet, right? What's your son's name? I'm sorry. Carter, yeah. yeah. Um, so what's that going to be like? Yeah. They're getting to coach him. That's what I kind of think about too is yeah. what path will little Levi take and, uh, you know, can I guide him on the right one? And, you know, we have a lot of good parents within that organization too. You know, my dad coached me. Um, yep. Your dad coached. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah. Real big parts of that. And, uh I think we were really, like, I think we were really lucky in that aspect. Oh, absolutely, yeah. A lot of people that were like really, they really cared about the community. Yeah, and they were dedicated to their kids for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you realize now at this age, like we all have a lot going on. Oh yeah, and it's like to get there to every game <laughs> and coach. Bro, I was just God talking to Jason all. about it this morning, and uh, you know, my parents never missed a game, and uh, I guess that could lead into the conversation about you know, controlling your time and, and being able to do those things. And I guess I realized that pretty early in life that I wanted to do that. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So, yeah, I want to get your story because um, to be honest, man, I'm proud of you for like hey, the steps you've taken. You. Like <laughs> hey, you, you got a business that's like up and running and cranking now. Yeah. Um, so take us back or take anybody back who uh, doesn't know you and your story. Like you were working for a big company. Well, well, well I'm and back. even before that, bro, like, like what did you go to school for? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I think we should, yeah, I think we should start there because I left town. Like, as much as I love town, I couldn't get yeah. out of town quick enough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we played ball together a little bit, and that's what I wanted to aspire to do in college. We had a coach, shout out Sean Hannafy. You know, he's got a son yeah. that's trying to get to the league. Yeah. And uh, he introduced me down to Bridgewater College, took me down there for a visit my senior year. And, uh, man, I loved it. It's beautiful down there. Shenandoah Valley, I mean, re- really nice area. And then uh, – and I saw what the tuition was. And I was like, oh, I'm not coming down here to play baseball. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my mom worked at the University of Delaware. And I got lucky. Um, I got accepted into a tuition exchange program. And so Delaware has, a, you know, these big universities that have lists that they all, you know, they, they're like conglomerates. They work within each other. Um, so Bridgewater was a sister school of Delaware. So part of, you know, my mom's situation as an employee there, I got free tuition. I had to fill out all these questionnaires. And you got to be deemed uh, – you know, applicable for this and uh, whatnot. So finally, after two years, I got accepted into that program nice. and uh, got down to Bridgewater. But within that time, played at Cecil, did two, two years there. I only yeah. played, a, played a year there with Jason. You mm-hmm. know, your, that would have been your second year there, right, Casey? Would have been I think I was out. You were going. Yeah, I was out. I, I never played Right, so, so our freshman year would have been your second year. And I, I went there for a fall ball, and I was like, I didn't keep myself in shape. I was like, these boys are good. And I just didn't follow through with anything. And then the next year was when you came. Gotcha. And that's so, when you were going. Okay, you yeah. Were going. So you guys played your second year, which would have been my first year out at Youngstown. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And that, I mean, that's when, <clears throat> excuse me, that milk and the latte. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's when I was exposed to a different level of athletes. Yeah. I mean, there were some boys that, that played there. Um, Kind of open, it's eye opening for sure. You, you start getting these guys, you know, we mentioned we're from a small town. You start getting these guys from outside areas that uh, get pushed for competition. We weren't really pushed for competition where we grew up. And I think yeah. that kind of that limits a lot of people, depending on like where you grow it's up. It's your environment, sure. absolutely. Definitely yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so from there, I went down to Bridgewater and I tried to play ball down there. Didn't work out. Played a couple weeks on the fall league and, uh, you know, I transferred down there as a, as a junior, right? Um, and they were putting me with the freshman kids, and I just tried to change position on me. That you know, they had guys that, that played you know where I wanted to play, and uh, you know, it just wasn't for me. It was college. I had buddies that played football that uh, their practice numbers were triple digits, and we talked, and we were like, man, we we just uh, we need to stop the charade. I mean, Mays talked about how much of a, a grind it is, and you can relate. And yep, it, it's every day, and, and that was D three baseball. So like, I'm not doing that, and, and yeah. I, I convinced myself. Uh, to, to hang it up, and it wasn't. It wasn't terribly it's hard. Tough, um, well, well, I mean, at, at that point, well, the the realization kicked in. It's. Uh, yeah. I was able to start focusing on other things, and uh, man, I built friendships and relationships, and uh, that that was my college experience. I mean, I didn't re- really learn well, a whole what lot. Did, but, uh, what did you, so, what was your degree? Oh, communication. I started as a business major. I couldn't hack. Uh, couldn't hack the accounting. There was yeah. just too much math, and uh, 
it was, I was struggling, so I went went to a uh, communications major. For some reason, I thought I'd do like broadcast and maybe get into sports. You know, that's all yeah. we used to talk about was sports. Everything I mean, sports, right? You Everything have a great voice for for uh, broadcast. Yeah. I think oh, everyone I will agree with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I realized there's not a whole lot of money um, when you get out of school. There's a lot of grind in that aspect of business. Um, a lot of internships, a lot of continued schooling. Um, and I just didn't have it in me anymore. Yeah, that's a lot I of just, hours, a lot of running. Yeah, I just didn't have it in me anymore. I was kind of worn out on the aspect of, of learning new things um, in, in, in an educational aspect. Was, I, I was yeah. ready for a different step in life. I had a, a friend, an older brother figure that had a home building company. And, uh, you know, early in my senior year, he told me he was going to hire me. So I got to hang out for a bit. I knew I had a job coming out. My, yeah. uh, you know, so I got to enjoy life a little bit at that point. And I came home and... and Build houses for six years, ended up being a foreman for him. And uh, we went to the highest highs of custom home buildings to uh, some low points as well. But it taught me a lot that uh, construction's a rough business. Most most businesses in the construction field fail. It's, a, it's like a nine out of ten thing. I mean, especially in, in new home construction. Yeah. Um, it's a very tough business. You have to rely on a lot of people to do things. Um, you talked to Maze about building team members and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Inside and outside his company. Inside yeah. and outside, yeah. exactly. And, um, yeah, we were good on all fronts, and then we weren't good on some fronts. And uh, it came to the point where I wasn't agreeing where the company was going. And uh, I had a lot of support outside of everything. And, I, I mean, how I've been doing work f- on the side for oh, yeah. before that. I mean, Jay bought a house. I bought a house. Uh, I got to cut my teeth and, and practice on a lot of my friends where there weren't consequences. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thank you for that many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've remodeled Jay's house twice over already. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and there's been learning experiences along yes. the way, and uh, a lot of it was done uh, – uh, a little boozy, so everything might yeah. not be straight. <laughs> well, it's but we're having because, a good time. It's funny because Stephen has remodeled all sorts of stuff in my house many times. And <laughs> Maze has painted my house like four times. So between our last two guests, they practically built my house, <laughs> yeah. and they're probably sick and tired of me because I can never decide. So <laughs> no, thanks to exciting. Justin and Stephen for your patience yeah. and your work. Well, we appreciate the business <laughs> and support. Yeah. Well, I'll shoot. probably be calling you next week. I, I mean. Uh, I, my first job after I, I my first job after I quit my job was working on your basement when you lived in, in yeah, Clayton there. I mean, right. I, uh, I guess I didn't do it the uh, the way a lot of people say you should have. Uh, you know, the two weeks notice, have six months of this. Kept up. I, I did it on a whim. I did it on a Wednesday morning. I swear, I was in the gym locker. I was room. there. I remember this. I yeah. typed up. I typed up my resignation letter right there at like seven thirty in the morning after a workout. You should work out. It makes your mind clear. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I had Jay read it over. He told me to edit some things. <laughs> Uh, that I did it, not he declined. edit. Uh, <laughs> that I did not edit out, and uh, I hit send, and I never looked back. You know, I, I went that afternoon, turned in everything company related. Jason picked me up, went to the bar, we had a celebratory drink, <laughs> talked about what we were going to do next. It was like it was like oh, eleven a.m. Right. We went, right. and, uh, we had nothing to do. I might as well have been retired at that point. Yeah. And uh, wow. But it was also when you know. Charlie and Jason and Billy, they, they were building the bar next to it. Like I had friends that had stuff going on. And also within that business, I, I was exposed to a different level of person. So, like, when I quit, I was like, oh, no, I got to get back to it. But mm-hmm. I also made a network of people that I knew if things got really bad and dark. I just pick up a phone. Well, yeah, I think yeah. I think the social support, that's how I would turn that. Oh, as far yeah. as, like, you knew that, like, no matter what, like, you had already made a network of uh, contacts that you could, you know, that we're going to throw you work at some point. You're oh, confident yeah. in your abilities because oh, you, sure. you were working on you know, my place and your place and all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, it was like, like you said, like you, you cut ties right then and there. Immediately. But you had done enough and made enough relationships where you knew that you were going to make it work. Well, I had enough people telling me for years leading up to it, like, quit your job. I mean, yeah, Jay raised his hand for yeah. those that are listening. I mean, years people telling me to quit my job and uh, – it took a lot. It took a lot to do it. Um, I may have done it quick and, and severed ties quickly, but there was a lot of thought leading up to that. And yeah. uh, you know, thank God for the support of my wife too. And uh, yep. I came in. <clears throat> I came inside. It was snowing. I came inside. I was out there. Uh, we had a little snowblower on the, on the front of the John Deere. I was out there snow uh, blowing snow. And I came in. And I said, "I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow." And she kind of looked at me. She was like, "All right." Like people around me, I guess I. 
I don't know, I don't mince my words too much, I guess. Um, So then I went and told my parents, and my mom started saying something, I told her I didn't come over for permission. I was just letting her know. (laughs) Just giving you a heads up. Yeah, like if you see me around for a few weeks during the day, it's because I I, I no longer have a quote-unquote job. Uh, Oh, I love it. And then we went from there. I I, I mean, I've worked for friends. I've worked for family. I've worked for – you talk to most people in this town that we know. I probably don't work for them. Um, You've mentioned Bo and Jason. Those are early guys in – it's because you knew me. It's because Jason, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's all those guys. So it takes uh, it takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of support. It takes a lot of trust. I mean, when you're when, betting on yourself, man. Well, you're betting on yourself. Your friends are betting on you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to make Jay look bad if he tells somebody, you know, yeah, hit Steven up to your bathroom. Done. Like, I got to perform. Like, yeah, yeah. So there, there's that aspect of it as well. Oh, yeah, you know? no doubt, dude. I, I just love the the fact that you did cut it off like that because I think so much of our. Um, our capacity and our brain space gets uh, used up when you're always back and forth about decisions and like, should I do this or I'll wait for that? Like we just kind of went through something similar with the, the mortgage business. Like, you know, I shouldn't say a huge shift, pretty big shift for myself personally, not as far as the company goes, but um, man, you just like, you replay these things in your head and you get on these loops and you're like, I'm not moving forward. I'm like trying to figure out like this next step or something happened um, but by doing it the way you did where it's like, nope, I'm done here. And then you just, you throw yourself to the fire almost like yeah, you got to make it work. Right. Yeah. It's just, um, I've never had a hard time making like big decisions like that. I just go with like a gut feeling. And like I said, it's the people around me. It's, and it's not, it wasn't on a whim. It may sound like it was on a whim, like I said, but it, it's a lot of thought that goes into it. And like a lot led up to that point where you cut yeah. it off. But once you yeah. made your mind up, it was like. It was easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess that would be my biggest thing for somebody trying to move or, or take that next step is start thinking. Like, even if you're not going to do it right now, start thinking about it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not one to write stuff down or any of that. I'm a shoot from the hip type of guy because every time I try to schedule something, or write something down, it doesn't go and I have to reschedule. So, like, I don't know. I've tried this stuff and it just hasn't worked out. I haven't found that that right balance of everything quite yet. Um, but I'm able to navigate life pretty clearly. Um just by kind of going with an intuition type thing and just trusting myself and, and just trusting that like, I'm going to show up and do the work. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not relying on somebody else to do the work. Like, yeah, I'm going to do the work because I want your money too. So like I had a, I had an old contractor tell me that it's like, you know, we get backed up and it's same old story. Contractors have a, have a bad rap. They think we're all out golfing all the time, which I did do this morning. But, you know, there's a time and place for things. A, a lot, there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of thought that goes into these projects. There's a lot of time that's not necessarily spent on the projects as well, picking up material, you know, talking to architects. That could be depending on the type, you know, suppliers, what's in, what's not, what's going to take a long time. So, it goes back to building those relationships and having people you can talk to and guide you and tell you those things. And, uh, you know, you guys talk about mentors a lot. I can't do this without shouting out Ken. Um, Ken White Oak hat. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he taught me more than just a lot of the skills I have. You know, the setting tile, that's what kind of drove me, you know, my business early on. Mm-hmm. But um, that kind of stuff was almost self-learned. He showed me the ins and outs of that. But... Mostly taught me how to like deal with people and deal with customers and uh, manage relationships. Yeah, manage relationships, good, bad, indifferent. You know, a lot of times you have to give some bad news. You know, and uh, and when you're dealing with people and their money directly, giving bad news and that type of thing doesn't always go over smoothly. But if you can talk to the people and you're 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 knowledgeable, you're authentic. Um, you know, it's got to be. It's, there's got to be trust both ways, and I guess I try to build that up with my clientele yeah. as well. Yeah, I think that's, and I, I think one of the things that your industry probably does get a bad rap for <clears throat> is communication. And I say yeah. that because I'm a realtor and I deal with people who talk a lot about. Uh, you know, I tried to have somebody out here, but they didn't call me back. They didn't do this, they didn't do that, and they did this. So the communication aspect that Ken was able to help you with, or however you want to term that, I think that's. A very, very underrated skill in every industry, but especially yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, there's a lot to manage when it comes to building. you got to manage yourself. Um, things get going early. So we talk about, you know, managing personal time and squeezing everything in that, you know, you want to squeeze into a day. And, uh, you know, as you get older in life, sometimes, uh, 
you know, life just gets busy in general. You talk about kids, you got two kids, I got one. Jay's a, you know, quote, he got his everybody quote on quote, you know. Yeah, yeah. he's got a bonus yeah. child in there. Um, there's just so many things to do in life and uh, having somebody help navigate that and show you where like the important things are. So one of the most important things Ken did for me was uh, as much as we love sports and talk about that kind of stuff, I used to be too emotionally attached to it. You mm-hmm. know, Monday morning comes around, <clears throat> you know, the the Eagles just blew a two touchdown lead and, you know, they lost. I'm down in the dumps for the day and not productive and mm-hmm. not doing anything. And, and he looked at me straight in the eye and he said, they don't care about you. You got to stop caring about them. Like, you can enjoy it within the time frame of those things, but, you know, let's, let's focus time to like focus and, and take the next step. And, yeah, and that really yeah, helped, yeah, that really helped me grow um, and show me some things that were more important than the, you know, the novelty things that we think are important yeah. in life. Well, and I think, yeah, I mean, we talk, me and Case talk about this stuff all the time, but like, I know that as all, all three of us, I don't know why I was going to say two or four. All <laughs> it's three. A fourth, there's a fourth mic. <laughs> there is. All, all three of us, you know, aspire to do bigger things. It just feels like, although I I know you love baseball. Yeah. I love the Eagles. I know Steven loves the Eagles. Shit, we, we just love, went to the NFC Championship yeah. game, man. I mean, we love them, but. And we love Carolina good. basketball, the whole deal. Like, that, that's almost, to me, I was thinking about this a lot today. It seems like a distraction from like achieving something. Yeah. Like those things serve more as a distraction than they do as something that is a productive activity. Like, you know, I feel like I distract my way out of so many things that I want, whether it's on my phone, whether it's the Eagles or whatever. Well, as a distraction, I would, I, I kind of look at it as entertainment now. Like, if oh, I it's hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's entertainment and that's kind of what I, I chalk it up as. I don't consume a whole lot of stuff outside of that. Um, like if I'm going to sit down and, and watch something, I'm going to sit down and watch the Eagles game. Like that's that's what I want to do. That's I'm yeah. going to set the time aside for that. But you know that four or five hours, whatever that is. After that, like whatever that game could have not happened or could have happened. You know? Yeah. And, and it, it's exciting. Like I got a trip planned with my buddy who lives in Tampa. I'm going to go down and watch the Eagles beat Tampa this year, <laughs> and, uh, and and have a good old time. But at the end of it, I know I got to come back and, and do what I need to do. So to, if I'm you know I'm not going to ruin my day if they don't lose. I mean, I have to yeah. listen to a lot of shit from him, but you yeah. know, I enjoy that aspect and that time frame. but that's what that time frame's for. It doesn't really linger outside of that anymore. Yeah. We've all had that evolution. I think the three of us for sure of like, that used to be, like you said, get emotionally attached to it. It affects your day, your week. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, and it's the beginning of the week. So like yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're, if you're messing up your Monday, like Tuesday's hard, Wednesday's hard. And, and, and so not to mention we were, at least me and Steven, we're getting, Rats. Oh, watch my. Those football games. yeah, come on. We were getting loose, man. Yeah. I mean, why not? We had nothing else to do. I mean, yeah. that, that's and we were conditioned to that, right? We've been doing it for so long, and you know, I don't do that anymore either. I mean, the heavy drinking's done, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm gonna have some buddies up next week and we'll, we'll pass around a bottle, but as far as the heavy drinking, you know. I know Jay sober. He's talked about it many times on here. I've become, you know, semi sober because of him. He was a drinking buddy of mine. You know? Yeah. Um, that's what we did together. And yep. uh, I don't know if I was an enabler to him as much right. as he was to me, whatever you want to call that. But Fridays were spent at Thursdays a local. Well, yeah, Thursday. But we tried to get in um, early afternoon and we'd have a drink and we'd talk about our day or week and, and go from there. And then, uh, Man, I think one of the last times we really got after it is when we thought we got drugged. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's uh, that's one of the last times I drank heavily. I woke up on the couch, had no idea how I got there. No idea. And we had just met for a couple of drinks that mm-hmm. day. And uh, it was really scary. And uh, I made a dedication to my wife that I stopped driving drunk because that was one of my problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to recognize your problems, right? Yeah. So uh, I've definitely backed off the booze um, for sure. And I've seen the positive things it's done for Jason. Heck yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, just roll with it. There's a lot of positive aspects to it. Now I'm yeah. not saying those people are like I just said I'm gonna pass a bottle around next week. It's okay to like have moderation in your life, but you know, life can go on without the heavy drinking for anybody. Well and like, like you said, it's it's about being self aware. It's about yeah. like for me it was a problem. For other some people who who drink pretty casually Routinely, whatever you want to call it, it may not affect them as much. Right. Yeah, but it affected me a lot. Like, exactly, that's, and I think that's it a, yeah, just and, recognizing. Well, it's not a blanket thing. I mean, yeah. it's just like 
just like any drug, things do different things to yeah. different people. Um, so that aspect of it, I think, is uh, I think people are becoming more aware of it too. Yeah, oh, um, yeah definitely. Sure. I mean, we surround ourselves with people that aren't. You know, it's it's who you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, I didn't, and I bartended forever, man. I mean, I you know I was in that lifestyle, and I guess that kind of turned me off to it too. You know, when you're serving people. I don't know. I'm not trying to downplay or anybody's lifestyle, but like, I didn't want to be the middle-aged adult that had a kid, but I wanted to escape to the bar. I just couldn't be that. Yeah, like Pat was talking about last week. Not that Pat was at the bar, Mm -hmm. but that you know his daughter is sitting there saying, "Daddy, play with me," and he's like, "I'd rather crack a beer on the couch." Yeah, uh, Yeah, I I kind of eliminated that early on. Yeah, um, so for the better. Yeah, and I think like the way I look at it is. Like, you, you know, everyone has to form uh, a version of themselves in their mind that they want to be. And then you kind of work backwards from that. Like, like, what are the things that are stopping you from doing that? Is it the drinks on Thursday night? Is it, um, you know, spending eight hours, like, on a Sunday watching football? But then, like, you have to identify those things that are stopping you from getting to the person you want to be. And then, like, eliminate them or limit them. I mean, that's really kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, you got to... You got to have some discipline in your life, right? Yep. Um, well, that's in it, and we've talked about this too. Like, not everybody wants the same thing, yep, not, right? Well, I think all, we, not at we, all. Like, so we, it's, it's all about what you want. Yeah, yeah, it's all about what you want. Like this weekend, there's going to be how many boaters out there? Mm-hmm. It used to be one of them. You know, what, what was your question earlier? Oh yeah, I, I was going to say on this, and you have a boat, yeah. Right. We'll be out tonight as soon as we get done here. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily apply to case, but Steve, I'm very jealous. Steve's boat's in his driveway. May or may not <laughs> like, be working. It, I don't it, even it's know. not running. It's just <laughs> so unofficial for start good reason. This summer, yep, right. So I was going to say on a, you know on a scale of one to ten, ten being uh, you uh, miss it like crazy, and one being you don't miss it at all. How much do you miss boating? Like an eight. Like, it's like, pretty an like an eight. You I think it. about okay. it. Yeah, I miss it. There's Wait, when like, you said you're not getting another boat, I was like, I don't. I don't know how you You can, don't miss it. I but see, mine's like an adrenaline thing, too. Yeah. Like, I got a fast boat. I like to go fast. Yeah. And I miss that aspect of it. Yeah, um, I don't. So, like, I need that jolt in my life. Um, and, and, and and Nick is list, will listen to this, and he loves boating, so please don't take this the wrong <laughs> well, way. Well, I'm going <laughs> to bump boat rides off Nick and Casey this year, so he's not running. I was a friend with the boat for so long, and now I'm the friend with the boat in the driveway. But that's all right. Um, yeah, but don't that post this Bohemian Bird for boaters either because I will get blacklisted. <laughs> well, <laughs> we used to – I mean, that was a big waste of time. Not, not a big waste of time, but, like, we used to spend Friday night getting ready for Saturday. Saturday was a complete – shit show depending on what Saturday yeah. it was. I talking mean, we, all day too. Oh, like, we're talking, yeah, seven in the morning until Oh, I'm getting up and we're night. at the ramp and we're getting in and we're getting a good spot in Lloyd's Creek and we're going to be there for the day. So if you're coming out, like don't yeah. make plans. Yeah. Like, we're going to be there. And that was every day for five, six, seven summer. Or not yeah. every day, but every weekend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even before that, we were on the water doing stupid yeah. stuff, tubing but, and all that. But boating for you is a little, I would, just, yeah. I would imagine a little It different. is now. I, oh, I went through that stretch as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We yeah. can, Right. Yeah, we can get to that point. I mean, I yeah. think that that's the next thing that's going to drive me is getting a little buddy out there. Yeah, you have a pontoon soon enough <laughs> with, a, with, a, with like a 300 on the back of it going like 70. Yeah, <laughs> we might want to get someone like an aft cam. It's not the same, like a weekender. Yeah. But, uh, that, I mean, it's part of where we live, man. I love being out there. Yeah. So I do, I do miss it. But if you would have caught me four or five years ago, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. I'd be trying yeah. to get my Can boat we do ready. The podcast from the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> next it's a episode. Day. We will be live. Bro. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's just an evolution, it. man. It's it's it you know, for us, and, and you know, for some people, you know, maybe they're. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of people that haven't gotten to this point in the evolution. Or they exactly. don't want to. They they want they they want to spend their weekends on the water. They want to yeah. they they want to do the things they want to do. They're happy in life. And by all means, stay happy in life because yep. that's like the big thing. But they're also – go ahead. Yeah, so, so my biggest problem, and it used to be my problem with me, but I, I have a problem with when like you're doing something and saying you want something and you're complaining, and but those two things conflict. Like, oh, like if you're complaining that you're not making enough money or if you're complaining that you don't have a better job, if you're complaining that this – but. Every weekend you go out on a boat and you get hammered drunk. Like that's when I get like you want a boat, but you're on somebody else's boat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like take, yeah. take a few summers. Yeah, right. Like, like I think, and you get your own shit. Yeah, you know? I think. Like, like, I mean, that's kind of if that's really what you want. All those things that you say, 
then you some of the stuff you have to sacrifice. You have to give up. That's some what, of the other stuff you have to give up. Yeah, and that's when like that's what really bothers me. And I used to you know feel that same way. And it's like you know now that I've stopped drinking and you know stopped a lot of the stupid stuff that I used to do. Although we had lots of fun. Oh yeah, you know, that's just what it is. That's part of life. I can see that like now I'm making progress in a lot of different areas mm-hmm. because I've gotten rid of the stuff that got in the way. You got rid of some noise, man. Everybody, yeah. you got to get rid of some of the noise. Um, and, and and luckily, uh, I think it really all just comes around who, who you surround yourself with. We all yeah, have yeah, we absolutely. all have good families, um, good friends. I, I have an extensive group of friends um, that have just been that just give me different perspectives mm-hmm. on, on life. I mean, I, when, when I left town, I left town, I went to a place I didn't know anybody. I had to reintroduce myself to a whole new world of people. And, you know, we're from a small town. I met an, another group of dudes that are from a small town. And now I'm like from a small town yeah. there. I get to go in the, in the back door of the kitchen down there. So there, there's a lot of people out there that are just like us that are trying to get ahead and, and go through the same battles and struggles and, and being able to talk those things through and, and, and motivate each other, you know, friends with kids now, like we're going to lean on each other for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. especially as they get older and, you know. Yeah, I'll be leaning on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it, life's, life's good, but it's also a lot of work to get to like a good life. There's a lot of sacrifice in, in, in time. Um, there's a lot of effort in, in keeping relationships and, and growing them and, Man, there's just a lot of I don't have a lot of downtime in my life, and and I think that's what keeps me focused on what I enjoy is is I, I do everything I enjoy, and, yeah. and it takes a lot, but I'm willing to drive the three hours to see my buddy in Virginia and play golf, and drive three hours back home on the same day. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm willing to get up at four in the morning to work out with this guy. Like, yeah. there's just different sacrifices you make that. Uh, Sometimes we get into situations in life where you can't make them. You know, you have other things that, that have to take priority, but um, you can make things a priority if you want them to be. Yeah, I mean, there's, big time. There, there's, there's time for it. Yeah, you made a comment earlier. I can't remember exactly what you said, but you, you said something about, not that you live, uh, not like a simple, I can't remember exactly how you put it, but basically that like, you try to you you make it not complicated. Yeah, right. I mean, I've gotten rid of a lot of distractions in my life. So, so on like on the flip side of the distractions, though, what are your um, like what are your pillars of things that you're like? All right, this is getting done. Like working out at four a.m. with Jason being one. Oh, of them, like, right? like daily things that, that just keep me going. Yeah, um, that's the that's the basis. That's the foundation. I mean, when I say I do the work, I do the work. So I don't know if you've ever laid tile, but a box of tiles probably you know. 40, 50 pounds, lug, lug 40 or 50 of them upstairs for a second story remodel. Like you'll be feeling it. So like I have to work out and mm-hmm. I realized that early on and Jay has to work out to help me carry the other heavy things. Yeah. <laughs> um, with some of these vanities I have to, and so I look at all these, these other companies, uh, I don't know how to get them up there. Cause Jay and I are pretty strong dudes and, uh, there, it takes everything we it's have a to get them situation. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But, um, it just helps me get going. There's something about being up before everybody else. You know, I have to, we have to drive through town. I have to drive through a small town, through Cecilton. There's nobody up. There's nobody up in the morning. And there's something about that that will, uh, it just clicks in you. And I've been doing it for a long time. I used to, I used to have to get up there even earlier. We used to yeah. get at the gym at 4.30 in the morning because I had to be on the site. When you're a foreman, you got to be there before everybody. Yeah. So I had to be on site at 7.30, 45-minute drive there, do the math. So, you know, we were at the gym at 4.30, shower there, get in. That includes, you know, having your food ready. Like, I've been doing it for a long time, and it's just second nature. Like, you could take a dart and throw it out a calendar, and I could probably tell you what I ate for breakfast and lunch that day. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, when you were kind of talking about leaving your job at the bigger company and then starting your own, like, a part of that confidence probably came from the fact that, like, you ded- you've already dedicated yourself yourself. Like in working out early, as dumb as that may sound, or as mm-hmm. little as that may sound, you've already dedicated yourself to something that most people won't do. Well, it's the delayed gratification aspect of yeah. it. I think you know. I, I know everything comes in time. I've had incredible patience somehow through my life. You know, I think my dad taught me that. You know, we restored a car it took four and a half years, and when you're a 16 year old dude with That's a muscle point. car. You just want that thing to run, and, yeah. and I couldn't. I had to or wait. Half days I, would be nice. Yeah, you know. So I, I I learned patience early in life, and that's helped me a lot too mm-hmm. to get where I'm at and, and be at a at a good spot. And uh, 
but other daily things in my life, you know, like I said, the diet's been tight. I stay hydrated. I do all the things. Like I've been doing a lot of the things that are, uh, you know, people are starting to do now. Yeah, like, just now getting popular. Yeah, that are just now getting popular. You know, I, I, we Jay and I have had these conversations for a long time, and, and you go to a doctor. One of the first things they should ask you is, what, what are you eating? What are you feeding yourself? You know, yeah. you go to a vet, the first thing they ask you, what are you feeding your dog? Mm-hmm. Dog doesn't feel good, what are you feeding yourself? You know? Yeah. So I, I take that very seriously. Um, I feel better. I'm more clear. I know, When I eat something bad, I can tell I don't feel good. Yeah. Um, so that helps me stay on the, you know, whatever you want to call it, diet, nutrition, whatever. Um yeah. yeah, so that's health, a big. Health is a huge one. Health, yeah. health keeps everything. I mean, it, yeah. it, from the physicality of the job, but also the the stressors of the mental aspects of. Well, yeah, and that's, for and sure. that's really what I was getting. It's at. foggy up top, man. Yeah, as far as like the commitment aspect of yep. it, like you, you had mentally, physically committed to something, but you had decided that you had made a commitment to be healthy for an extended period of time. So, like, what's Starting a business. Yeah, exactly. You know, know, we already did hard stuff. And I went through, I went through the, the, not getting made fun of, but you know, the, the social aspect of of eating the same thing every day for lunch, especially when you're with construction guys, they want to go out and get a burger, maybe a a beer, you know, what what are we getting from the convenience store? It's like, I can't eat that, man. I just knew like I was a fat kid. So like I've, I've always battled that kind of internal thing. Um, and I got rid of them early. And I mean, I battle them every day. Like there, yeah. there's some things I'll still put down a whole pizza if, uh, if given the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have some, um, some balance, just there, some balance yeah. and, uh, sacrifice. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just mouth pleasure. I mean, those things go away after a couple of minutes. Cravings go away. You know, mm-hmm. you did the fasting. I mean, you just, you wait five minutes, you drink a glass of water. Like I, we overconsume as people anyway, like people take in too many calories to begin with. You guys, yeah. who were you talking with? Calories? Mark, the, you were talking about Mark, Mark. Butler probably. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I don't think people really know how many calories they're taking in on a daily, you know. Yeah, yeah on I don't, either I don't, side of that. Yeah, yeah, on either side of that, low or high, yeah. you know. Um, I, I don't know the caloric intake of this latte right here, but I have a latte maybe once a week. But the people that are going to Dunkin' and getting the latte every day, you're probably taking in like seven, 800 of calories first thing Just in the that, morning yeah. that have no nutritional value. Yeah, so I have So to, like, oh my gosh, yeah. you're, you're not, you're, your body's going to want those sugary things, going to want those bad things when you start your day with that. Yep. Like the headache, like, I don't know. I, I've lived, I've lived unhealthy and I've lived healthy and it feels much better to feel better. Like Agreed. Yeah, agreed, man. And like, it's not that complicated either. Like people always want the hack or they want like the, which, like, what's three things you should avoid or three things you should eat? It's like, honestly, and I'm not a doctor, but I, I mean, if you eat, like, food that's as close to, like, a whole food as you can, you're probably going to feel a lot better. Yeah, for the most part, I mean, you could just sum it up as non-processed, nutrient-dense foods. Well, the Western mm-hmm. diet is is tough to begin with because we were yeah. fed a load of crap from the get-go, you know? Continue to be. Yeah, and continue to be. Um there's a lot Pun of junk. Intended, there, fed a load of crap. Yeah. <laughs> There's well a lot done. of junk in food, man. And there, there just is. I, I, I don't eat anything with like added color in it now. You know, like why? Yeah. Why would you want to add color to something? I, I don't know. Um, I just try to avoid those things. And my diet. We're not doctors, but we're talking diet right now. I eat six eggs a day, some type of carb. You know. People, carbs or not, whatever. I work out in the morning. I need some fuel. Everybody um, needs carbs. Everybody needs carbs. In my, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> We're not carbivore so, here. Look, so have some eggs in your diet. Have some simple carbs in your diet. Um, you know, then lunch, have another protein and another carb. I, I cycle right now. I'm eating some fish during the day with white rice. But it could be, you know, it, it could be ground turkey and sweet potatoes. I was on that for a while. It could be chicken and rice. It, it gets, it can get bland. It can get boring. But so, so can life sometimes. You got to, like, what do you want, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, well, and, and you had, you said everybody's looking for the next fad, the next, whatever. Yeah, it's <clears> like consistency. When I used to, yeah, like, when I used to, I'm finding this in the uh, the training world, too. The I can, I'm 100% with you in general as as far as eating goes, like like Stephen said, like, I, every, every morning for me, without fail, unless I go to Cafe on the Bay and I'm getting something <laughs> similar there, yeah. shout out Tammy. <laughs> Um, I'm eating six whole eggs and at least two egg whites a day in the morning. You know, the lunch is the same pretty much. Dinner's the same. It's like some minor tweaks. But in the training world, when I used to program workouts, I was always thinking 
like, how can I keep the kids interested, A, by, like, doing something different every day? But also, like, I thought that's what, like, you, know, you always heard, like, confuse the body, you know, like, <laughs> do something different all the time. Yeah, we made progress and whatnot, but now I'm working with the ATG system. Knees over toes, guys. Shout out Ben Patrick. Yeah, Ben, you've changed my life. A lot of the same stuff like on a daily basis, and the progress I'm seeing with these kids is nuts. Shout out to it's Jay nuts. right now. If you have ailments, I don't know if he's officially announced his next venture in life, but start reaching out if you have shoulder pain, any type of pain in your body. I also can attest. not a doctor. He's not, not a, a doctor, <laughs> but there's techniques to fix these things. And uh, the more you know, the more you know. And they're not real hard movements. I've completely changed my lower body. I struggled with knee problems from a young age and uh, and doing the flooring. And so I can be on my knees for six, seven, eight hours a day sometimes. And it would swell up. And that's day after day after day. And you just deal with it. For the last, what, eight months we've been training? I mean, oh, we've sorry, been training. I was, that was, I was trying not to do, go off on my laugh tangent. I'll tell you guys after. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the one on <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's get back to business. Um, so you know, Jay's now certified in a certain type of training that's uh, that's transform uh, most of my joints. And definitely starting from like the lower body, um, I've I have brand new knees. I have new knee pain. I uh, we get after it. And, yeah. uh, I'm know, getting on that. Yeah, I should, bro. You should. Yeah. It's uh, it takes a while, but like you, the way I look at health. It, you said it, six months. You said it on, I don't know what podcast. Well, yeah. like, if you're going to be alive in six months, don't you want to feel better in six months? Like, just take the steps. Like, yeah, yeah. you're going to be living anyway. And like, oh, it's expensive. It's tough. Well, wait till you're like, can't walk. Yeah. What's more expensive? Yeah. Back surgery in a year or like a gym membership for six months and yeah. like showing up every day. Yeah. That, or, that kind or, of or not eating processed food, like buying the better food because in 10, 20 years of you eating that processed stuff, you're probably going to be on some type of pill. Yeah, they're, they're, it's just it, and they're not going to tell you to change your diet. They're going to say take this and continue eating what you're eating. Yeah, yeah, yep. so, yeah. I think yeah, we just need to take you know everyone out there listening and all of us individually need to take some responsibility and some control over like your life, you know, your finances, yeah. your health, your it's not basic any diet. Easier. It's not getting any easier, and nobody's coming to save any of us. Like, no. there's not going to be like this magical, you know, whatever po- politician or. Um, like, no one's coming to save you. So, well, like, get your stuff in line for yourself. Yeah, you know, I was in line at Walmart the other day. I, I went to register because the, the self-checkout wouldn't take a gift card whatever. It was a disaster. So I had to go through the one line that was open. And it was a couple older women. And that's what they were complaining about, how Social Security was running out and all this stuff. And they turned to me and they were like, you better get – I can't even remember what they said. I wasn't – you know, I didn't really care because uh, I don't rely on the government. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, there's nobody coming to – Lady, I make my own money now. I'm not yeah. worried about that. I don't have to worry. I mean, <laughs> hopefully I don't have to worry yeah. about that. Like, well, yeah. I mean, but I, I'm not counting on something to save me. Like, well, that's like, what gets me up every yeah. day. And like when, when, when I was growing up, all I could think about, like as I graduated college and got into a new job, it's like, oh, man, like when I'm 34, 35, like I'll be so much more financially secure. And it's like, maybe. Yeah. But like if you don't take – personal responsibility for everything that you're doing, all the money that you're spending, your health, you know, what you consume. They all link to each other. Yeah, they, I mean, they that, all you're, do. you're, if you're being worried sold about something that's, that's not just going to happen on its own. Like yeah. You actually, like you said, have to take control. Yeah, of it. I mean, yeah. you're worried about finances. Like, you're probably going to work more, which then you'll say, I don't have time to work out. I don't have this. I don't have that. Like, the stress builds up, and that yeah. leads to – stress usually leads to, like, laziness and, and like, procrastination. At least, at least in my life. Like, when I get overwhelmed, that's when I know – that's when I usually make a poor decision, when, I, when I'm getting overwhelmed. So, like, if I have to work on anything, it's that because – you could, I mean, I can look at my phone right now. I probably have 60 unread text messages from friends, family, customers, potential customers. Like, there's just a lot that goes on in life. And I can't, you can't always get back to everybody. So if you're trying to get a hold of me, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I will get back to you. I care about everybody. But you also have to keep the main thing the main thing. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They, they, they may think they are, but they're really not. And do you think that's more of people just wanting to keep other people happy versus keeping themselves happy. Cause I think that's like, I think I fall into that sometimes. I'm like, you know, you, you don't want to uh, upset someone else or like be judged by them because you don't respond or, you know what I mean? Like I, I do have that well, that goes on in my own head. I used to. And 
it's because we're kind of conditioned like that with these darn cell phones. Not yeah. to sound like an old timer, but yeah, like true. everybody feels like they can get a hold of everybody at any point in time. Like, yeah, nah, there's boundaries. Like I put my phone down, my phone goes silent at eight 45 at night. If you try to get a hold of me, unless I actively open my phone, open my messages, yeah, if I text I'm not going to see after it. a certain time. Like, no, it, he might give, it's usually about like the gym time the next morning, but like, yeah. I know he's going to see it in time to wake up. But like, yeah, usually like after like a certain amount of time is, I put my phone away yeah. and, uh, I, I haven't done it for a while now, but I'm trying to be more active in doing that. Just because I have a lot going on. I mean, besides running a business, I've been remodeling my house for seven years. Well, at this you point. Gotta, you so there's a always something. I got a baby. There's always something for me to do rather than to sit on my phone. So like, I have to like put it away. I just don't. Yeah. I take it out of my pocket. I leave it inside. I do whatever I have to do to like get away from the thing. There's enough yeah. people. You got to get a hold of me. Like you can find me. I'm sure. And, yeah. And most yeah. of the people, you know, if it's an emergency, they. Pat, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Pat gave some really good perspective on this. And I think he said something about a quote, like you're like 10 years from now, you're not going to remember the text that you checked at nine 45 and the customer you got back to. No, but your kid might remember that you went outside and like had a race with him or played tag with him. Well, yeah. And that goes back to like why I kind of a smaller business. Like, uh, I don't want to have to deal with those things. I used to have to deal with those things. Uh, you know, being a project manager, you know, we were building townhomes at that time. So we were building them six and eight at a time and, and putting homeowners in them. So as that happens, I was building the houses, but also servicing the homeowners and, and customers don't uh, care what time of day it is, whether or it's a weekend or things like that. Um, and, and which is understandable, but um, at the same time, you got to have your own life. Like, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, there are business hours um, to do business. And uh, if it's that urgent or somebody thinks that they're more important and gets upset at me for not responding, like, I'm sorry. Like, I told you a while ago, like, if Heather's good, like, I'm good. Like, yeah. I've gotten to that point in my life where, like, mm-hmm. not Levi now, but, you know, if, if, if my wife's happy with me, then, like, all's good. I can come home at the end of the day. We enjoy our evening together. I'll get back to it tomorrow. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important to stay close. You know, like everyone, I mean, I shouldn't say everyone. I have these visions and we talk a lot about like, we want to make a difference in in the world, really. Um, but like when you look at that, well, how do you make a difference in the world? Well, you have to start with your self first and foremost and your family that's closest to you and then your circle of friends and then your community and then that like ripples out. But if you uh, sacrifice your family and like the things closest to you for whatever for work you're never done it you're never gonna get there yeah we've all done it i've done it and uh i'm not proud that i've done it but it's sometimes required but you learn what's more important as you go on for sure Mm -hmm. Um, oh yeah and and we you know that's the way that you learn anything anything, usually usually have to do something realize that probably wasn't the best thing to do and you evolve from that you know what i mean for sure and not all of the best decisions in my life because there have been some amazing (laughs) decisions in my life that were additions in my life, but a lot of the best decisions that I've made were removing things, mm-hmm. you know, and I think removing those uh, things that weren't healthy to your personal family life, probably for the best. Or your vision, you know, yeah. where you're trying to go in life, if there's something holding you back and it's, you're able to eliminate it, like there's certain things that you're not able to eliminate in life, um, but the things that you can control, I mean, why wouldn't you control them? Mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing that's not getting eliminated, and that's this podcast, because I really do enjoy doing this. Yeah. Um, I know for you, it's like you said, first time being on one and like probably out of your comfort zone. but A little bit, but we're friends, so it's like we're just talking here. We'll we'll see when it comes out. (laughs) Yeah. Next week. Well, Yeah, yeah, we definitely appreciate you being on, and I kind of want to get to, like, what's your vision? So you started this company. You said you purposefully have kept it at a, you know, smaller size right manageable yep. and you're doing the work yep. like what's your vision for the company is it is it this exact thing for as what long as i can possibly do love it dude um i've talked to a lot of contractors that have expanded they, they get teams of people that's more people to manage I, I used to manage people i used to manage the home building process from <clears throat> the time the you know the engineer was out laying out the site to the shovel going in the ground to the you know last screw getting put in the house number on the front door um i used to manage a lot of people and I just have no interest in doing that anymore. I like to manage myself. My dad gives me a hand. I have a couple buddies that own business. We contract each other out. But for the most part, uh, I, I, my vision is to have as much freedom as possible. Mm-hmm. And still so, make a living. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Cool. 
Yes. So, um, and real quick too, for anybody, how do they get a hold of you? I know not texting apparently. Oh, yeah. got sixty so, on well, red, but yeah, uh, you got you, a Facebook page. You know, and all te- that. Text is a good one because I will get back. I have a buddy that you know he's, he he told me you got to leave him on red so you know to get back. Yeah. So you will get a response. I try to respond in like forty eight hours. Yeah. I think that's meaningful. It used to be twenty four, but like forty eight. I'm sorry, unless it's an emergency, you know. I think forty eight is pretty good. Um, but if you want to get a hold of me, it's pretty organic growth. I don't do much advertising. It's all been word of mouth. It's word been, of mouth. I get I get a lot of random calls from people that got my number from Jason, from Casey, from Charlie, from Remo, from who, whatever. Um, but yeah, um, Facebook would be probably the only way to get a hold of me unless Facebook. you know somebody that knows me. So hit Jason or Casey. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> put a comment on the, uh, on the, the YouTube podcast. video and we will connect you. <laughs> yeah, with. it's just it's just the way I kind of want to grow yeah. and. Uh, I like the organic aspect yeah, of it. Um, yeah. Most of the people I work for, I have some type of relationship with before I go in their house. A lot of trust working in, in people's houses. You know, they're living remodels. They, people are trying to conduct their lives accordingly while I'm ripping apart a kitchen or a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. You know, it gets pretty stressful. You take a family of five from two bathrooms down to one for four or five weeks with adolescent daughters. Yeah. Um, sharing a bathroom with their dad. Like that gets, uh, it, it can get kind of heated and uh, I'm right in the middle of that. Yeah. Um, but I also have complete control over it. So I guess, uh, yeah, so really it's not to scale. It's to keep providing, you know, a custom aspect to my customer. And, uh, you know, I'm the only one in the house. And COVID kind of changed people's perspective on that. You know, some of these bigger companies, you, you, I'm not talking bad about anybody's company. This isn't talking negative. But you, 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 get, a, you get a sales guy in. Then you might have a painter, a plumber, HVAC guy. You got your, your cabinet setter, you got the tile guy, then you got, you know, I don't know, a cleaner that comes in and whether you got to get it inspected. So there can be a lot of people that are getting ran through your house. One of my biggest selling points is it's like me and maybe one other guy. Yeah. Like, you know who's in your house. Right. That's all day, every day. That's Love it. Kind of where I'm at. All right. Well, we appreciate, we appreciate you, brother. You, yeah. And um, you guys, until next time. <laughs> We will be back with another uh, awesome guest. If you guys have suggestions for guests, too, I mean. Throw them out. Yeah, we got a couple people lined up here the next, I think, three weeks. Um, But, you know, we're always looking to talk to people that have, uh, you know, experienced different things or have something to promote, maybe a different view of things. Come on here and tell us more. Yeah, like, we would love to hear that, too. (laughs) Yeah. So. Well, I'm not going to do that because you guys are good (laughs) friends of mine and, uh, both inspirations for sure. You know, Casey, you know, being back, we all started our professional career. I quote unquote professional careers, you know, linked to each other in a certain aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So it's cool to see your growth and your growth. And thank you. We're all getting into things that uh, should be around for a long time and be able to definitely service the community and, and and be faces essentially. We all care. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. For sure. Love it. All right, guys. Till next time. Peace. Peace out.